Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And in paranormal news, we have some new shows out. Star Wars Obi-Wan officially launched, and with the launching of the new Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series, it was so well viewed the opening weekend that Star Wars has already greenlit another season to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So congratulations to Disney Plus and to Star Wars and to Disney itself for giving Star Wars fans a continuation of a character that many Star Wars fans absolutely love and admire. And I have to say that I did watch the first two episodes. And when I'm done recording this episode, I will be going to watch the third episode. It is a very good show. And speaking of shows that came out, season three of The Boys came out. So if you're a fan of the good guys, the superheroes being the bad guys, and the bad guys being the good guys, The Boys is definitely a show for you to watch. It is a very, very great show. Um, I just, I got into it, you know, when the season one launched, I heard a lot about it. And it's something that won me over. It's a different kick to the world of superheroes. And as per the New York Post, the Milky Way galaxy has four malicious alien civilizations that could attack Earth. And that's what the researchers are saying. Now, who knows what the truth could be to that, but I could tell you this much. I do know for a fact there has to be something out there. It's just way too vast of a universe for there to be nothing out there. And with all the UFO stuff popping up in the world and the videos we have and the news actually releasing, I wouldn't be surprised if aliens were out there plotting secretly to do something to us and these malicious planets with malicious life forms on it, uh, 100%, um, could be out there. Now, if I do sound nasally still, I'm, I'm going on about two and a half weeks of being congested, and that's why there's a slight delay to the episode, and also, I started a new position at where I work, where I am now off on Sundays and Mondays, so I'm trying to release the episodes instead of releasing them on Wednesday, Thursday, I'm going to now be releasing episodes on either Saturday or Sunday, so if you're wondering why this episode was released so late, it's because I have something that changed personally in my life and now we'll have to record on days that I am off which I was doing with my old days off which were Wednesdays and Thursdays so if you're a repeat listener to the show this is the reason the episode is so late and there'll be the next episode will be airing on Saturday or Sunday of next week. Now, I'm actually going a little deeper into the news. My music probably, background music already ended. I'm just letting you guys know that if you listen to the previous episode, I am rejuvenating my paranormal research group. And what I mean by that is, if you listen to previous episodes, I ran a paranormal research group many, many years ago. And it didn't necessarily die out, but essentially everybody that was in it kind of grew up because we started the group when we were in our teens and i would say out of the eight members that were in the group a lot of us had interest in paranormal and a lot of the other individuals kind of just did it because we were all friends and i'm rejuvenating the iuh with someone that wasn't a member 
Um, the IUH stands for Investigation of Unexplained Happenings. This particular individual has asked me for so long, and he was on the last episode, Claudio, has asked me for so long to go to locations and let's do some investigations. So coming up uh, Sunday night, this coming Sunday, we are actually going to try to go to one of two locations to conduct a basically a walkthrough of a potential haunted area. One area uh, that we're looking forward to doing is the Sparta Cemetery to actually try to find the Leatherman grave, which many years ago, that particular cemetery is said to be haunted by the person, the Leatherman, the famous vagabond who traveled from the Connecticut River to the Hudson River up and down the East Coast, and or Van Cortlandt Park where there was an Indian massacre that occurred on that land and the mansion, which is one of the oldest mansions in the Bronx um, or oldest building is said to be haunted with the ground around it. Now upon some other research today, I don't think they're too happy of people reaching out to them in regards to the paranormal because I read a blog about a research group that went there and they said that, that they wanted to focus on the history aspect of it. Um, didn't really want to get into the paranormal, but we will go to that ground over there to see if we can catch anything. And when you do paranormal research, you kind of come across certain things of people that have went there in the same interest to see something strange or just walking around the park because it's one of the bigger parks in the Bronx. And there's a lot of reports of weird things, feelings of being watched, some temperature drops, especially you could feel that in the summer, which now it's full blast summer here in Bronx, New York. So these are something to look forward to that I will include on my Instagram page, SWAB underscore podcast. So when we go do it, we'll have a live feed. We will have some photos and all our findings and we'll take videos and photos of all the equipment that we'll be bringing and hopefully more to come. I'm actually currently working on something uh, that's an indoor investigation with a tavern that's actually very cooperative, a tavern that George Washington himself was in, and uh, it's got a lot of history to it, and I'll actually try to get a history buff for this tavern on my podcast and film a segment so that you guys can know, and once I get permission from that tavern to investigate, I will also get their permission to to talk about them on the podcast, which I don't necessarily think I would need their uh, full-fledged permission to talk about the tavern because there's websites and there's pretty active um, information and blogs about it being haunted and the owner openly speaks about it on the internet so I don't think I would need to go in depth about asking permission to do a podcast episode about it but the investigation I will and I've reached out to them and they replied and have got some promising results so to all those that follow this podcast, I'm adding the addition to paranormal investigations again and some stuff to be coming up soon. Now, to get into this episode, the one of the shows that fascinated me about the subject of aliens was, of course, Ancient Aliens with the crazy hair dude, who I cannot pronounce his last name. And I watched that show when one of my friends put me put it on to me. Um, many years ago, and I, I think to this day, season one, the first four or five episodes was hands down the most eye-opening, eyebrow-raising episodes of Ancient Aliens, where they pretty much go in-depth about giving information or theories from these ancient astronaut theorists about 
things around the world that could essentially be alien life or alien contact helping civilizations and certain things be done. Now, when we think about aliens helping civilizations, we I mean, at least for me, I go right to ancient Egypt, right? Because to this day, there are people that strongly believe that the Egyptians did not build those pyramids or had some help building the pyramids because of the impeccable architecture in the in the building of the pyramids. You know, and there's theories out there that how these pyramids were built, but at the same time, it's not concrete on how they were built. Um, they are symmetrically lined with the stars and the and certain like um, solar um, star star forms in the sky, like the Milky Way. The the three pyramids are perfectly symmetrical. The blocks are over tons. Uh, in weight and they were built a certain way and if you look up on how they were built there were there are people out there that essentially can think of theories but there are people out there that are firm believers that the Egyptians had help now in August of 2019 um, this comes from discovery.com they're people that think they finally know how the pyramids were built. And it reads, it's easy to see why people are so fascinated with the Egyptian pyramids. There's a lot of mysteries and people want to know how things were built 4,000 years ago. Now, the pyramids are 480, uh, 481 feet and it's called the Great Pyramid of Giza. That's the biggest one. They think that they had, I'm reading here, a ramp above. And this is coming from discovery.com. At Hatnub, another rock quarry located in Egypt's eastern desert, an Anglo-French team found a very unusual ramp carved into the ground that hinted at some surprisingly advanced technological achievements. For one thing, it was pretty steep, but more significantly, it was flanked on both sides by staircases. These staircases were marked with reoccurring holes that could have contained wooden posts, which would have rotted away a long time ago, according to the mission's co-director, Yanis Gordon. The kind of system has never been discovered anywhere else. What's more, it's dated about 4,500 years ago, well before the construction began of Khufu's big legacy. Ronald Armarch, another scholar who participated in the expedition, noted that patterns of these post holes there suggested a particular kind of rope and pulley system. Now, I'll pause there. One of the theories with the pyramids is that they figured out a way to build a ramp and pulley system, as I just read from discovery.com, where they used ramps, and I'm talking about tons of Egyptians, which I'm don't really um, I don't quote me on this but no one really knows if it was the Egyptians working on the on the pyramids or if they did in fact have sle- uh, slaves because if you go back to biblical things Egyptians were very fond of trying to conquer the Jews and keeping them as slaves so there's like this controversy whether or not there was slaves being used in Egypt or there was just Egyptians building these pyramids now the fact that I'm trying to make here is that 
if this pulley system slash ramp system was in fact used 4,000 years ago, there had to be tons of people pulling these perfectly symmetrical blocks that weighed tons from the base of the pyramid all the way to the top. And one error at the top can cause massive damage to the entire pyramid. There's also theories that the pyramids were coated in almost like a white granite and were gold-plated at the top. Now, if you think logically to their times 4,000 years ago, pulley system with blocks that weighed tons and tons of weight, that it's almost mind-boggling to think that these people did that by by that um, architectural standards. And to be honest with you, a lot of um, engineers and scientists still don't think that's the way they did it because trying to recreate that now is even difficult for modern day engineers and architects to fully get the pyramid built the way they they had it to their to their cuts to their um, blueprints and it makes people wonder if the theory with the pulleys and the ramps are actually you know like logical and there are people out there, like the guy from Ancient Aliens, George, cannot pronounce his name, that believe that the ancient Egyptians had help from the great beyond, from the aliens and from the people from the stars. Now, in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs, there's actually hieroglyphics that scientists can't make out that I've mentioned previously. Um, hieroglyphics that look like there was helicopters and hieroglyphics with people that have odd shaped heads. And part of the episode I'm talking about today is the, not only the pyramids and how they were built and if they had help from aliens, but were aliens actually in fact walking amongst the Egyptians. Now the reason I say this is another controversy, another ancient astronaut theorist um, conspiracy is that Akhenaten and Queen Nefertiti, parents of the famous pharaoh, um, the um, kid pharaoh. Why am I why am I blank throwing a blank right now? Don't worry, it'll come to me. Um, but Akhenaten and Nefertiti were the parents to one of the most famous pharaohs in Egypt. And their head shape was odd. It was very like crystal skull-ish, elongated. And people believe that that wasn't the normal shape of a head to the Egyptians at the time, leading people to believe that Nefertiti and Akhenaten were, in fact, aliens, Tutankhamun. I don't know why I forgot that. Uh, it just brain fart big time. But Akhenaten, Nefertiti were the parents to Tutankhamun, the boy Pharaoh. And Tutankhamun, he was, he died at a young age. And archaeologists and scientists believe that he had a handicap or a disease, which leads people that don't believe into the paranormal or in any kind of theory that I talk about 
to think that the Egyptians did in fact have basically incest, that they were inbreds. And there's theories to, to support that. Um, one of the theories being that the Egyptians wouldn't necessarily... Um, they wouldn't necessarily inbreed with direct, like, brother-sister type thing. The ancient Egyptian royal families were expected to marry within the family, but inbreeding wasn't present in virtually every family in the Egyptian times. Pharaohs were not allowed to wed their brothers and sisters, but were also double but were also allowed to double niece marriages where a man married a girl whose parents were in were his own brothers and sisters if that makes sense to you so basically they couldn't really directly inbreed if that's the that's the correct term using it um they were had to be like a branch away from like direct inbred now if you know what happens when inbred occurs there's too much of the similarity of genes in people and things happen to the babies that when they come out because there's too many too much genetic familiar familiarity in the in the blood and what happens is the babies come out with deformities large hands different shaped heads impediments speech impediments stutters um organ problems things like that you need basically separate DNA and separate genes in order to make the perfect, um, you know, off, um, the perfect, you know, kid. And the Egyptians, their studies saying that they were crossbred. Now, going back to Nefertiti, I'm uh, Nefertiti and um, Akhenaten, um, I might have said Cleopatra at some point, so... If you hear that, I might have caught myself because I'm actually, for the first time, using a uh, brand new laptop so that I can actually fact check myself as I'm talking. So I'm not really that great at multitasking as of yet. But um, going back to Nefertiti and Akhenaten, there is a very good chance that they were in fact inbred because they were in this royal family, um, this Egyptian royalty, and then ended up having a a crossbred or inbred um, son, who was one of the most famous pharaohs, and that son was dead at an early age because of this. But we see pictures in paintings and hieroglyphics of the parents of Tutankhamun, and they have these weird shaped heads. And people say, well, it's because of the you know inbred. And I looked at the hieroglyphics, and the one thing that I saw is, yeah, the shape of the head could be proven to be you know, the inbred theory, but the hieroglyphics have them as almost giant size holding their kids in the base of their hand. Now, maybe they drew it that way because of their power, you know, the uh, standing in Egyptian power that these, these, you know, the king and queen were. But, you know, I'm a firm believer that what was drawn then at that time was a direct, basically direct memory to put down of what was being seen right there and right, you know, right there and right then. And what they were seeing wasn't really drawn far-fetched. That's why the hieroglyphics of the helicopters, they saw something that looked like that and they drew it down. They they were shocked. And if they were seeing Akhenaten and Nefertiti looking a certain way, they 
probably went back and drew it within the days or within the week, how they saw it, were they possibly giant size? Were their heads not shaped like that? Maybe they weren't crossbred. Maybe they were dropped off. These pyramids were built, and there's a lot of mystery surviving, I mean, uh, surrounding the pyramids of Giza. Again, perfectly aligned with stars. They are symmetrically built in certain ways. They are... Um, massive insides, tons. People still don't know to these to this day how they, you know, completely were built. And there's like surprising facts about the pyramids of Giza, things that were really mind-boggling. You and um, another fact that I heard was they align with other pyramids or align around the, uh, with things around the world. Um, now, not all pyramids were pointed. They were created equal. In fact, they were just, with many building types, they are distinct phases to pyramid construction. The earliest pyramids aren't pointed, which we know that, but the pyramids of Giza are. Um, most pyramids were built west of the Nile. I'm going through some... Bear with me here. They were built west of the Nile, most likely. Um, here we go. Ancient Egyptian cultures, full of symbolism, superstition that guided decision making. So it should come as no surprise that even the location of the ancient periods were guided by mythology. Most were built on the west bank of the Nile, and for a distinct reason, the pyramids were finally rested with the final resting place for pharaohs. It only makes sense, which that's not entirely true. They still can't figure out why pyramids were really built um, it only makes sense that they should reside where their souls began their journey into the afterlife for ancient Egyptians the afterlife and the sun were closely intertwined Horus an Egyptian god closely connected with afterlife represented the strength of new life over time it also became associated with the sun and how it brought new growth so I guess essentially they built that the pyramids on the west of the Nile for the sunset and sunrise reasons um Egyptians use astronomy to guide the construction. Now, this is what I just said. They're perfectly aligned with stars in the sky. Milky Way, Galaxy, Orion's Belt, so on and so forth. I don't really buy that Egyptians were that smart 4,000 years ago. And this would really leads me to believe that they possibly had something smarter than them either guiding them or helping them or walking amongst them. Um... And here it goes. This answers another question I just spoke about. They weren't built by slaves. However, that is a conspiracy. Um, the long-held theory that pyramids were built by slaves might actually be true. It was the Greek historian Herodotus who helped spread the idea that slaves built pyramids through his writing. In a concept that was propagated by Hollywood, this might not be true. In 1990s, the graves of pyramid builders were discovered. Egyptologists are quite sure they were not slaves, but rather builders who came from lower-income families. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not buying it. I, I still think they were slaves. I still think they were Jewish people. Um, 100%. So that's not doesn't sound really concrete to me. The Great Pyramids could tell time. The Great Pyramid of Giza is not the only most recognized of Egypt's pyramids. It's also the only of the seven wonders of the ancient world that is still standing. Obviously, when they say it could tell time, they are saying that this, the carbon dating of the, of, the, of the pyramid. 
And it says here, and this is from MyModernMet.com, archaeologists are still uncovering mysteries of the pyramids. Egyptology is a highly active field with researchers moving away from reading inscriptions, but continue continuing to excavate and use technology to answer the many mysteries still left to be revealed. For instance, the recent discovery of 4,500-year-old ramp north of Luxor is giving scholars clues into how the Egyptians may have hauled masonry long distances. Um, close to the Saqqara burial site, discovery of cat mummies and hundreds of wooden cat statues in a tomb also showed how much they st- is still to explore. So they're still finding things, and this, this I guess this ramp thing was a recent find, ma- making people believe that maybe they did use a ramp and pulley system. But again, these bricks, these these they were perfectly cut and they weighed tons. And it's like... People trying to move a truck or get a truck off someone that got hit, God forbid, and they're pinned underneath. It, it takes so many people to move that. Now, just pulling something that weighs a ton up a ramp in the desert, in the heat, with a rope. And the people over there in that area the, that were helping build the pyramids, that this website says that it might be lower income families the area over there didn't have the most vast nutrition they'd have to hunt whatever was there now this is obviously africa egypt is in africa so there would be some animals they can go and hunt like types of deer out there and antelope or whatever that's in that region of africa but in the desert um and with the nile they'd have to fish and water fresh water and food with protein to give people strength would be hard to come by. So imagine trying to construct three pyramids with these lower income families, as they say, I still think they were slaves, and trying to construct something like that where some engineers and um, architects to this day still can't really pinpoint or give a definitive answer on how they were built. So... When the ancient astronaut theorists from the show's Ancient Aliens give their theories on how things are or how these pyramids were built and give their theories, I kind of lean towards right in the middle. Because, yeah, they could have used a ramp and we might be missing something, which they're still uncovering if they did find this ramp. There's probably more for them to cover. But I still think that somebody or something assisted the Egyptians to building these things. I don't think the Egyptians at that time were that smart to align pyramids symmetrical with the the stars and on top of being symmetrical and using astrology to build these things, being able to construct them physically with the manpower they had in the terrain and the elements that they were built in. And when we go and look at these Egyptian hieroglyphs, of Nefertiti and Akhenaten and King Tut and even discovering things, there are many mysteries and physical oddities about the Egyptians that make you wonder if they had help or they had actual aliens walking amongst them to potentially build this world wonder, one of the many world wonders of the world. And you have to kind of leave yourself open to think this is one of the mysteries of the world is how these things were constructed. You can go and talk. I have a friend. His name is Mike. He was in my group. 
And he said, this is how it was built. This is how it was built. And you can throw at him all these, like, well, how do they move the ton? How do they get it up the ramp? Did they use the rope? They use the rope to pull, you know, and he'll just combat it. He's more, you know, like, there's, it's impossible to have certain things. I do, however, think he believes that there could be, you know, other technologies in it, you know, because he's not naive to the space being vast. But some people will combat your ancient alien theory to the T and some people will have an open mind. I'm one to have an open mind. I just do think they had help, whether it was aliens on earth, helping them out, giving them blueprints, giving them directions. Did they have help with actual spacecrafts or was there something that we're missing with their intelligence back then? Um, or are we underestimating the Egyptians 4,500 years ago? That's when they dated this ramp to be back to 4,500 years ago. So, did we completely underestimate the Egyptians? I, for one, personally think they had some form of help or something, and um, it's something to look into and definitely worth talking about. You go back to season one, I had a friend who is, in my opinion, an expert and speaks better about this subject. Uh, his name was Joey. He was on the show, and it was um, Ancient Construction, I believe the episode was. Uh, mysterious construction, rather, and we spoke about the pyramids. We spoke about Puma uh, Puma Punku. Um, we spoke about places that had this construction um, on terrains. Puma Punku is in the mountains of South uh, of um, I think was it Bolivia, Bolivia, um, all the way out east, and um, the terrain of Puma Punku. And I'm sorry if I. Uh, Drawing a blank on where it is. Actually, we'll Google that real quick. It's been a long time since I... Puma Punku. Yeah, Bolivia. Um, pronounced it wrong, but Bolivia. Um, Puma Punku is in Tawanaku, Bolivia. And the that archaeological find was at high altitudes. And was the, the objects and structures that were constructed there were built on altitudes on hills and mountains where people would have art modern people would have trouble breathing to build what they built and in egypt the weather with the sand and the dirt and the heat in pumapunku that's where those h's those perfectly symmetrical carved h's were found and buildings that were no one knows how they could have possibly built that all the way up on that mountaintop with that altitude and i'm talking about in pumapunku perfectly constructed pinpoint accuracy and in Egypt, these pyramids tower over the things that were built in Pumapunku. And in heat, and in sandstorms, and in um, areas where the nutrition factor wouldn't have been as great. And you really got to wonder how they could have done things at that time. And there had to be some form of hell. I'm not going to say it's aliens. Now, if the guy from the Ancient Aliens was next to me, he would say definitely aliens. But... Something to look into and something to possibly catch interest. And um, I talked about it as best I can. But my my suggestion, if you really want to get into this subject, would to be go watch season one of Ancient Aliens, the first three episodes. Because it gives you something to really consider from what they're talking about and their theories, um, their theories about subjects of the pyramids and so on and so forth. 
So this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, and I'd like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to talk about the ancient pyramids, to talk about aliens and the ancient alien guy. And if you have an idea for a podcast and you don't know how to get it out there, you can go onto your App Store or Google Play and download Anchor by Spotify. It is what I use to get the Say What Again Billy podcast out there and is what you too can use to get your podcast idea out there. It gives you everything you need to get your podcasting idea out there, free tools, free music, and everything that you need to get your outlets, to get your show onto outlets like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and many other outlets. So if you want to get your podcast going, go ahead and download Anchor by Spotify. You can catch me on Instagram at SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. <laughs>